Do you want to multiply disciples of Jesus, take cities for God, ignite mighty prayer movements, and spark a third great awakening in the United States? You have come to the right place. If you long to see people love Jesus passionately, live in purity, and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, this is what we do. My goal is to encourage and invest in the move of God happening in South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, and Nebraska. This is the Five State Revival Podcast. Welcome to the Five State Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and uh, this is our my first uh, podcast episode that I'm recording in the new year of 2019. And um, I've been, you know, the last few months, I, I haven't done uh, much in the area with this podcast. And uh, there's been several different reasons for that. Um, uh, one of the reasons, to be honest with you, is I've just felt a couple times, I felt like, man, I, I need to report, record an episode. And I I have ideas and different things that I could talk about. But when I was honest with myself, I just didn't feel uh, the anointing of the spirit on the ideas that I had to share with you. And, and I, and I just, um, at, at a point and I was just telling the Lord, I'm like, God, I don't want to just record episodes, um, for the sake of having to get new episodes out there. Um, if you have something that you would like to say through me, uh, to my brothers and sisters in the five state region, then, um, let's do it. You know, I'm all for it. And so, um, that's one of the reasons that I, I really haven't recorded a podcast the last few months, but, um, the, I, I feel like the Lord has uh, a subject on my heart to talk about today, and it has to do with things that he's been doing in my personal life, actually, recently. And it's one of the other reasons I probably haven't recorded uh, many podcasts the last few months, is that the Lord has um, just been doing a deep work in my heart um, recently, and where sin that's in my heart is coming to the surface in my life and I'm seeing it and the Holy Spirit is leading me to uh, just pull back from um, a lot of uh, not doing as much ministry. Um, I'm still doing my local stuff as the pastor of the church where I'm at, but a lot of the extra things where I was speaking at other places or recording podcast episodes, YouTube uh, videos and things like that, I've just been drawing back on that because um, I'm like, God, I, I want you to cleanse me of all sin, all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. And I, I want to be pure. And I feel like I'm in a season right now where I'm just, I'm trying to really focus on that work that God's doing in my heart. So that's actually the subject I feel on my heart that God wants to talk with me. Uh, God wants me to talk with you about today. So I appreciate you joining us. And I, I guess I'll kick off by uh, sharing a prophetic dream that the Lord gave me last week. Um, so this is probably, it was, you know, second week of January or so. And, um, and I felt like in particular, uh, this dream was for me, but I feel like also it was for the prayer movement, the revival movement in South Dakota. Um, and I feel like it, you know, it, it can have application for the body of Christ and the rest of the five state region and, and really probably throughout the world and the nation. So I just want to share it with you because I feel like it was something the Lord wants to do in our state of South Dakota and uh, probably in our region as well. So in this dream, uh, I, I was in my church building and there was a, a whole lot of people, believers from around the state, different churches, different movements. And and we do that at my church. We've hosted conferences and seminars and things like that. So uh, retreats where 
we're, we're, we really connect with a lot of the movements and believers around the state. So in the dream, that was the feel of what was happening. And there was this crowd of people, friends, you know, uh, from around the state of South Dakota that were in our church building. And um, I started talking to one of my friends who was a leader uh, in, in, in the, the revival movement here in South Dakota. And uh, my friend was just sharing uh, about a deep work of inner healing that the, he was just testifying in a conversational way uh, about an inner, a deep work of inner healing that God had been doing in his heart. And as he was sharing about this deep work that God was doing in him, I just felt my heart was longing to drink from that same pure river of healing that he was testifying that he had been drinking from. And I was like, tell me more. I was hanging on his every word because I was feeling in the dream. I was like, I need this. I need what you're talking about. I need God to do that in me too. And I'm just thinking, you know, how do I get it? I want to just drink in everything you're sharing with me so that I can have God do this deep work of healing in my life as well. And uh, he was just sharing, but it wasn't just me. There were several others. They kind of started picking up on what he was testifying about and they would gather around him and we would just follow him around wanting to hear more because we were so hungry for God to do a deep work of cleansing and healing in our own hearts. And uh, and then there was another leader who was there. Uh, and this leader uh, is just a powerful intercessor. And, uh, she, and she was talking about um, the exciting opportunity we have right now in the state of South Dakota because, and this was in the dream, because Christy Nome is now the governor of South Dakota, that we have an opportunity for some major uh, spirit spiritual advances because she is a, a believer who loves the Lord and has godly biblical values, uh, Governor Nome does. And uh, this intercessor in the dream was just talking about that in a conversational way. And, and, and she was like, man, this is an opportunity. We're ready for the next battle. And specifically, we can see a major breakthrough in the area of abortion, of ending abortion and uh, limiting that and ending it in our state. And as she talked about the opportunity that's in front of us, right? Right now in South Dakota for spiritual breakthrough. Um, it was like our hearts started. Um, I had this sense in the room that the people who were there, um, the prayer movement, a lot of them were people in the prayer movement in South Dakota, like our hearts had been wounded and we were weary. It's like we had been through some serious spiritual warfare. Also, we've allowed sin to creep up in our lives, different ones of us, or we've sinned against different people. And it was like we were weary and we will bat we were battle weary and we were tired. And there was this sense of, oh, I don't know if I can stir myself up for and rally myself for another thrust of prayer and fasting or whatever it is, you know, to see the next spiritual breakthrough. And um, that was the sense in the room. But as this lady talked about the opportunity that's before us, all of a sudden it was like a spirit of faith just came into our hearts and we were like, yes, this is our opportunity. Let's do it. And then there was this sense in the dream that we were like, man, we need to get our hearts healed up so that we can full and our relationships, not just our hearts, but we need to get our relationships uh, with each other and with family members and in the body of Christ, etc. We need to get these relationships healed up. We need to get our hearts healed up so that we can fully engage in the next battle. 
in the next uh, spiritual advance that we have an opportunity right now in the state of South Dakota for a major spiritual advance because Christy Nome is governor of South Dakota now. And especially in the area of ending abortion, there's a major opportunity before us. And that was the message in the dream, but we need to get our hearts healed up in order to fully engage in the battle and take hold of this opportune moment. So I just that was a really powerful dream. And it went along with a lot of the things that God has been doing in my own life. And I want to just take this episode to talk about the need for getting our hearts healed up, the need for confessing our sins, for being cleansed of sin, and how to get free from besetting sins, and even things like bitterness and pride and um, unbelief and fear that build up in our soul. The residue of those sins builds up in our soul, and it, it and it and it it hinders our fellowship and our communion with the Holy Spirit and our ability to hear Him, and it makes us weary and it it makes us less effective. We need to get our hearts healed. Up. And so I just want to share about that. And I want to just start by um, reading from Matthew chapter 15. And uh, these are the words of Jesus. I just was reading this chapter this morning uh, in my time with the Lord. And, uh, and he was totally speaking about this subject of getting our hearts healed up. So I'm going to start in Matthew 15 and I'm going to read verses 15 through 20. Then Peter said to Jesus, Explain to us the parable that says, People aren't defiled by what they eat. Don't you understand yet? Jesus asked. Anything you eat passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. Listen, here's the key words coming up. Here it is. Verse 18 says, But the words you speak come from the heart. That is what defiles you. For from the heart come evil thoughts. Those can be, you know, this, I'll just finish the scripture, then I'll comment. Uh, from, from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander, these are what defile you. Eating when, with unwashed hands will never defile you. So in the context, you know, uh, some Pharisees and teachers of the law had come from Jerusalem to Jesus and they, they asked him the questions. They say, hey, why do, you, uh, why do your disciples uh, disobey our age-old traditions? They don't do the ceremonial washing of their hands before they eat. And, uh, and Jesus answered the question and in this passage and he says listen it's it's not um it's not what you eat that defiles your soul or defiles your heart the things that are defiling come from within they come from your heart it's it's sin in the soul and then he lists a bunch of them you know he he talked about evil thoughts and um you know those can be uh bitter judgments those can be uh harsh condemning uh, judgments. Those can be uh, prejudiced attitudes. Those can be uh, resentment, harboring, uh, you know, measures of resentment in our heart toward a person or a church or a denomination or people in the world, a group of people in the world or government leaders or whatever it is. But if we allow these sins of the heart to build up sexual immorality, lust, uh, Jesus mentioned lying, dishonesty, um, slander, where you start slandering other people. Jesus says these things come from the heart and these are the things that are defiling you. It's the sin that resides inside of the heart. And Jesus loves his bride and he wants to purify us. And that's uh, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It says, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And so uh, I just want to 
do some confession with you as well as a, a testimony because this is what the Lord's been doing in my life. In my church right now, um, we are doing, uh, for the month of January and here in 2019, we're doing a month-long fast where we're fasting media and uh, you know and other things as well. And uh, right at the beginning of this month, um, and, and really I would say over the past few months, I just noticed... Uh, increasingly like uh i would just feel this anger simmering under the surface of uh, uh, uh and and i'd be trying to hold it in and i just would feel often this simmering anger inside that i'm trying to hold in and not let out i'm not trying and uh, i'm trying not to flip out i'm trying not to speak harsh angry words and i'm like why do i feel so angry why am i not feeling joy why am i not feeling peace cuz this is what i'm used to feeling the most of the time but the last few months i just noticed there's just often this anger that's simmering. And I was, I was like, God, why am I feeling angry? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Jeff, he says, the reason you're feeling that way and you're just trying to hold it in, which is hard to do because you try to hold stuff like that in and you can't do it all the time. You can do it a lot of the time, but then something happened that sets you off or it triggers it and you let your guard down for a moment. And, you know, one of the things, you know, that all of a sudden I'm, uh, I'm speaking harshly or I'm yelling at somebody that I shouldn't be yelling at or um, I say something that I shouldn't say. And I'm like, God, why? I hate that. I don't want to do that anymore. And the Lord's like, Jeff, you have bitterness in your heart. That's what he told me. He said, you have bitterness in your heart. And really in my life, uh, you know, there's just happens, you know, um, just tons of different situations have been happening all at the same time where uh, just uh, seeing people um, who know better make bad choices to sin against the Lord or to sin against their brother or their sister or their spouse or their brother or sister in the Lord, whatever it is, you know, and it's not just one or two situations. It's just been a bunch of them. And uh, it, it, I, and even in my own heart, you know, it was just hitting me and I was feeling the pain of that. And, um, and I, I had allowed these thoughts to just start setting in and it's um, where I want to hope I communicate this clearly. For me, the bitterness most often uh, would manifest in negative thinking. And I would start thinking thoughts. I would catch myself thinking these thoughts that were just harsh, bitter, hopeless, condemning judgments where I'd think, you know what? People aren't going to do the right thing. Or somebody would be in a situation and I'd be like, okay, I'll tell them what God says to do. But in the end, I've seen them do this pattern before. They always do this and then they sin this way and then they try to repent, but then they sin again. I'm like, they're not going to do the right thing. They're going to do what they've always done before. And like this kind of like negative, cynical thinking um, without hope uh, would just kind of was creeping in. And I would catch myself thinking along those lines. I'm like, okay, well, I'll tell people or I'll engage in this situation and try to be a peacemaker, but people are going to do what they really want to do anyway. And most people don't really want to do what's right. And, you know, just that kind of wrong thinking. And 
I started just thinking like this a lot. And, and the Lord was like, "That's those are harsh, bitter judgments that you're making, conclusions you've made um, because you've been wounded, you've been disappointed because of experience, you know, that you've had. And the thing that was, that was tough for me, I'm like, yeah, but those things are usually true. I mean, they do have a pattern. I've known this person for years or, and this is always the pattern that they do. And I, I felt like the Lord was like, you know, that may be true. But this is the difference. This is the thought that leads to life. Um, They may have always been this way and they may have always acted like this, but with God, all things are possible and God can change them. And if they're willing to repent, they don't have to do this again in the future. And I felt like God was like, Jeff, you need to renew your mind and start uh, stop agreeing with the negative, cynical uh, thinking, skepticism, which is really unbelief that just says, oh, whatever, I know what they're going to do. And, and God's like, Jeff, you have to break agreement with those thoughts. So I've been walking through this process where I've been repenting. Number one, I'm like, God, I repent for the bitterness in my heart. I have allowed, it's it's sin. It's, it's not just, oh, poor Jeff, I got wounded. I didn't know what happened. No, I made a choice to start agreeing with the accuser of, of the brethren, which is the devil, rather than agreeing with Jesus, who is the advocate of the brethren, who stands on the cross and looks at their sin and rather than accusing them, says, Father, forgive them for they know what not what they do. And he contends for the miraculous breakthrough in their heart that would change them and transform them from habitual sinners to people who live in habitual righteousness. And uh, that's what he does. And I had sinned by agreeing with uh, the accuser of the brethren rather than the advocate who was Jesus the Messiah. And so I'm like, God, I repent of agreeing with the accuser. I repent of, and I forgive this person and this person. Again, it wasn't just one, two, or three. It was like a lot of different situations, a lot of things going out, some from the past, some from the present. And I was just walking through the list. Who do I need to forgive? I forgave them. And then I'm like, God, I forgive them. I renounced the spirit of bitterness that was behind that critical judgment. And I just decree blessing over them. And I'd ask the Lord, what? I know the thoughts I need to break agreement with, but I can't just think about nothing. What are the godly thoughts I need to start latching my thought life onto and um, and focusing on so that I can speak life and not just speak life because Jesus said it's out of the overflow of what's inside our hearts that our mouth speaks. So I don't want to just say right words. I want to think right things. And therefore, out of that overflow, I will speak right things. And so I've been walking through this process. I'm still in it, to be honest with you. But the cool thing is this, is I've I've really been engaged in this intensely now for probably a week and a half. And already I feel the tenderness coming back into my heart. And I feel, you know, Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart um, for they will see God. And what happens is when our, when roots of bitterness get in our soul and start defiling our thought life, um, it actually quenches and it, it hinders, it suffocates our communion, our sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And um, when our hearts get clean and pure, when we repent of these things and renounce these things, and again, I'm talking about bitterness in my personal case, in my testimony, but it could be lust, it could be uh, pride, it could be unbelief, it could be uh, any number, worry, anxiety, um, whatever it is, uh, a number of sins, dishonesty, lying, whatever it is, uh, rebellion. These things, the sins that are in the heart, uh, 
cloud our hearts and actually hinder our ability to see Jesus and to commune with the Holy Spirit. And as we get our hearts clean and free of these things, we start feeling God's presence more. We hear the voice of God more. And I'm I'm having, you know, uh, God has been gracious to me even throughout this, even when my heart had, uh, he's been giving me tons of prophetic dreams, um, which is just a grace that he's had on my life uh, for a while now. And I'm super thankful for that. But I'm hearing God in the word uh, in, in a much deeper level than I was even two weeks ago. And so I'm encouraged by the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I'm on the right track, I feel like. I'm um. I'm like, God, but I just feel this desperate zeal, <laughs> desperation in my heart before the Lord. I'm like, God, I want to be clean. Whatever it takes, I want to be free from my sin. I want you to go deep. I don't want a surface level cleansing. I'm like, God, pull out all the weeds and thorns in my heart that are choking out the life of your word in me. I want to see God. I want to be pure in heart. I want to genuinely enjoy my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I want to enjoy people. I want to enjoy my ministry assignment. I want to enjoy my family. I want to enjoy the calling that God's placed on my life. And I'm not going to be able to enjoy God and enjoy the these things that he's given me to the full with bitterness and the sins of the heart uh, residing in me. So I'm just, I'm in a season where I feel like the Lord is walking me through a process of re- confession and repentance and healing of my own heart. And uh, I'm super thankful for it. I want him to go all the way with it. And I feel the fact that I was walking through that process already when God gave me that dream that I shared with you uh, earlier in this podcast. And I And I feel like um, the reason he gave me that dream was not only for me. I feel like he was saying, Jeff, uh, this is a work that I'm doing right now in the body of Christ throughout the five-state region in South Dakota. Um, There are uh, awesome prayer warriors and intercessors and worshipers, worship leaders, leaders, evangelists, apostles, pastors out there. Um, who love the Lord and have fought the Lord's battles and won victories with the Lord. They're heroes in the faith in our state, in our five-state region right now. But right now they're licking their wounds. And uh, right now they're hurt. They've walked through a lot of stuff and they kind of feel weak and like, oh, I don't know if I can rally myself right now to engage in another spiritual battle to take another hill, to take another victory for the Lord. And I feel like the Lord in that dream was just speaking to the body of Christ in a region. He says, hey, I want you to focus right now, engage the Holy Spirit in the conversation. Holy Spirit, is there any sin in me? Search my heart, oh God, and see if there is any contrite way in me. It's Psalm 19, I believe. The psalmist said that. And um, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, the things I'm thinking about throughout my day, let them be pleasing to you, oh Lord. And I just encourage you to engage the Lord in that prayer, in that conversation. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And I believe he's going to help you identify some things um, and uh, that are, are hidden in your heart and uh, that are hindering you, and he wants to free you just like he wants to free me. So anyway, uh, there's some of my testimony right there. I'm going to go ahead and end this segment, and then in the next segment, we'll continue on the same subject, but I want to just kind of get practical and give you some practical action steps for how you can be healed in your heart.
Okay, so in this segment, I want to continue on the theme that um, I began in the last segment and talking about inner healing. And I want to just give you some practical action steps that you can do to begin the process of getting free and cleansed from sin in your heart and uh, getting healed up in your heart, getting those wounds healed up. And um, so I, I'm just going to give you a couple steps here. First of all, you know, if, if, if you were to ask me, Jeff, I am, my heart is resonating with you. As you're talking, I'm like, that's me. I need healing. You know, that's how it was in that dream. Everybody was like listening to this guy talking. They're like, that's us. We need it too. What do we do? How do we get it? And so I just want to share with you, um, step number one is repent and confess. Confess your sins to the Lord and to your brothers and sisters in Christ who can be trusted. And and then repent. So it's, and it's both and. Uh, it's not just confession and it's not just repentance. And I think that's an important point to make. I think it's Proverbs 28, verse 13. Um, I think that's the right reference. But it says, um, whoever conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces. So it's both. Whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And so that's what we want is we want mercy. We want healing in our heart. So we sometimes, you know, people uh, confess their sin, but they don't repent of their sin. And so they're like, okay, I've sinned. I admit it. You got me. But they don't have, they're not willing to do the work of repenting of the wrong thoughts, the wrong words, the wrong actions. Uh, they're not, and, and repentance is work. It really is. I mean, this process I'm walking through right now of you know, I, I'm doing good for a few days and all of a sudden I'll catch myself or the Holy Spirit will help me recognize, oh no, I, I'm giving in right now to a negative line of thinking that's unhealthy. And I have to stop and reap. I have to take time. I've had to do this several times, even over the last week, where I just have to stop in the middle of whatever I'm doing, go away, to, go away by myself in a room and just say, okay, now Lord, Help me identify the wrong thought right now. And I repent of it. I renounce it. And I say, help me identify the right thought I should be thinking. Let me see what you're seeing and agree with you. He helps me and then I agree with it. I mean, it takes effort. It really does. The Holy Spirit does the work in us, but we have to cooperate with him. It's going to take effort. And sometimes people want a quick fix where we're just going to confess our sins and that's the end of it. I mean, praise God for that. I love it when that happens. But there are... Um, these sins, these issues of the heart many times that it's not a quick fix. It's going to take effort and on an ongoing process of repenting, uh, breaking agreement with the wrong stuff and then agreeing with the right stuff that God says in his word. So you have to be repent and confess. And so I'd say engage the spirit, say, Holy Spirit, you're the one who's leading the sanctification process. And um, I, I've, you know, I'm, I'm sure I've done this before where I'm, I'm, I'm just searching my own life and trying to find sin. And I'll just oftentimes get myself depressed because it's just me trying to do it. And I've learned over the years, I just, I don't have to discover my own sin. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts me of sin and he's really good at it. He loves you. He's committed to your greatness and your righteousness. So don't worry. He's not going to hide things from you that you need to know. He will reveal your sin to you. Our job is to respond to him. So I just say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission. I'll call that step one. Come in and reveal anything that needs to be, I need to repent of or anything that needs to be cleansed in my heart and healed. And then when he does, I say, okay, Holy Spirit, I repent of that 
and I renounce that. I confess it as sin to you. You know, here's the good news. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, here's what God will do. He is faithful and just to, number one, forgive our sins and to purify us from all unrighteousness. I love that scripture because I know as soon as I confess my sin to the Lord in with a repentant heart, I am immediately forgiven. That's the promise of scripture in 1 John 1, 9. I, I know I'm already forgiven. God likes me. He's proud of me because I'm agreeing with him and I'm talking to him about these things and working with him. I'm pledging my full cooperation with the work that he's doing in my heart. He's like, I'm proud of you. I forgive you. He's not holding it against me anymore. But the good thing is not only does he forgive me, but he says he will purify us from all the unrighteous effects that that sin has had in our heart. And so uh, the things that defile our soul um, and hinder our our relationships with other people and our relationship with the Lord and uh, hinder us in our ministry calling, um, he's like, I'll purify you from all the unrighteous, unrighteous effects that came from that sin. That's an awesome promise when we confess our sin to the Lord. But there's another aspect of confession that I, I want to mention too. And this has been a great work I've seen, I've longed for the Lord to do, and I see him doing it just in the past week in my own church. In James 5, 16, it says, confess your sins, here's the key, to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So we were in our prayer meeting on Friday night and the spirit of God was just there in the room in such a tangible way. And we were all just looking at the Lord with the eyes of our heart and waiting upon the Lord and just asking him to wash us and make us holy. And then there was a, a, a one of our church members who just began to out loud uh, be in front of all of us in the prayer meeting. You know, we're all just in our living room together. And he just began to confess specific sins of his heart to the Lord that the Lord was dealing with. And he did it out loud. He was talking to God, not to us, but we were, he was doing it out loud in front of us. And he, he was like, God, I just ask you, forgive me for this. Forgive me for this. Cleanse me of this. Heal me so I don't do this anymore. I don't want to be this way anymore. And, and when he got done, I read this scripture, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And then what we do is we would lay hands on him and we'd, and we'd pray for him. We'd say, Lord, we pray. We come into our agreement with our brother's confession and repentance. And we agree with him in the prayer of faith right now that you would deliver him of this sin, that you would heal him of this sin, that you'd heal the wound in his soul and deliver him from this. And that, I think that's what James is getting to. And we just continued. Somebody else in the prayer meeting would confess and then we'd pray with them and somebody else would confess and we'd pray with them. And we weren't even telling people, hey, confess your, you know, everybody has to take a turn. It was just a move of the spirit where people just started doing it and I did it. And there was something awesome happening when we would confess it before our brothers and sisters to the Lord. And then they would pray with us in agreement. The prayer of forgiveness and healing is so powerful. And so I would encourage you to get with a body of believers that you can do that with. That's a, that's a great asset. So yeah, number one, how do I get my heart healed? Ask the Holy Spirit to, to search your heart and show you anything you need to repent of and get healed of. Then number two, confess your sin and repent. And then number three, renew your mind. In Romans chapter 12, uh, and, and yeah, Romans chapter 12, verse two, it says, do not conform 
any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There is like, we have to, it takes effort. You know, Ephesians chapter 4, 22 through uh, 24, I believe, are the verses where uh, Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus, and he's writing to believers, and, and he, he tells them, he says, to put off the old self, uh, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and then it says, um, be made new in the attitude of your minds. Again, that's the same thing he said to the Romans in, tw- in chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. He says, be made new in the attitude of your mind. You got to change the way you think. And then he says this, and then put on the new self that is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And um, it, it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul talks about um, we take every thought captive um, and, uh, and, and make it obedient to Christ because, uh, and we pull down strongholds. And I, I just want to illustrate it like this. I hope this makes sense and comes across clearly. Um, I, I, this is what I've been doing in my own heart. I, when I'm praying to get free from the root of bitterness, I repent of my sin. And then I'm like, and I say, Holy Spirit, um, I had this image of like, there's fortresses that are constructed inside my soul that give lodging or dwelling places for evil spirits to torment me. And the fortresses that I have built in my soul are thought patterns, attitudes, um, uh, uh, wrong desires, wrong beliefs, negative emotions that, um, that are habitual. That over time, they've become a pattern in my life where I've got used to thinking this way. I've got used to being cynical. In fact, I'll, I'll share this with you. A lot of times, uh, the enemy starts working on us when we're very young. And eventually, we start think we don't recognize it's him and we think, this is just my personality. I just kind of have a pessimistic sense of humor. But that pessimism is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Pessimism is unbelief. That's what it is. It's the spirit of unbelief. Or, oh, I just kind of have a uh, quirky sense of humor where I'm just kind of cynical or I just kind of make fun of people and say some harsh, critical, exaggerated kind of uh, shock and awe statements about people that are kind of mean, but oh, I'm just joking. And it's like, no, you're not just joking. There's bitterness in your heart. That's the truth. But a lot of times the enemy deceives us and we start thinking, oh, this is just my personality. Your personality, God did not, your God-designed personality doesn't have sin in it. And so I would encourage you, you know, uh, so a lot of times though, these are fortresses or these are like uh, patterns that, you know, in our soul that, that give the devil permission to work in our lives and torment us with negative emotions and fear and uh, unbelief and um, all these kind of different things. I hope that makes sense. I would love to be in a conversation with you right now where we could talk back and forth and I could make sure that you're getting what I'm talking about and I'm communicating it clearly, but I'll just trust the Holy Spirit to help you. So I'm saying, God, tear down the fortresses in my soul that give place for the spirit of bitterness to torment me. Um, Tear down the fortresses in my soul that give place for uh, whatever besetting sin it would be. 
um, whether it be lust or pride or anything like that. But then don't just tear down the wrong thought patterns and attitudes and beliefs. I mean, we need to know what those are so we can break agreement with them. And that's what God's been doing with me with bitterness is the bitter judgments. When I start thinking, oh, they're not really going to do what's right. They were not going to stick with it. Though That was not the Holy Spirit. That was a, a, a negative thought pattern that I thought was just an honest evaluation, but really it was an honest evaluation apart from the spirit of grace. And, um, and so therefore it was a f- stronghold in my soul, a fortress that the enemy could dwell in and uh, assault me and assault others through me actually. And so um, verbally speaking, so... Um, I'm like, tear it down. I repent of that thought. I, I, I wage war against that bitter thought in the same way I would wage th- war against a lustful thought. And this is something that actually the Holy Spirit really encouraged me with. Lust and sexual immorality used to be a huge problem in my life. I mean, it used to be a huge sin in my life. But, you know, God, I've been working with the Lord on that for decades now. And honestly, um, you know, I, you, I always have to stay on top of my heart, guard my eyes, guard my heart, etc. I mean, uh, it's the grace of God. But truthfully, I'm like, God, you know what, though? It's really not, most of the time, it's really not that hard anymore uh, to walk in sexual purity and to keep my mind free of lustful thinking. Um, It's way easier now than it used to be. And uh, the Lord was encouraging my heart. He's like, Jeff, overcoming bitterness in your soul is going to be the same way. You declare war on bitter thoughts and judgments with the same intensity and aggression that you declare war on lustful thoughts and 10 years from now, five years from now, it's going to be so much easier to not be involved in bitter, negative thinking. Your soul is going to be so much more freed up and healed up. So anyway, I pass that on to you. We need to renew our minds. It's, and that's a process. Usually it doesn't happen in one moment. Uh, God will reveal a wrong thought or attitude that we need to renounce. But then as we go through life, when we catch ourselves doing it, we need to stop, renounce it, and embrace the right thought. And so, and that's the second part. We want to tear down the the wrong fortresses, but we want to also ask God to help us construct godly fortresses in our soul. And these are, you know, thoughts, attitudes, beliefs, right desires that align with the word of God that actually foster righteousness and peace and joy and faith and hope, love, patience, kindness, goodness, humility, gentleness, all the fruits of the spirit. These are the things we want in our life. And, but we need to deconstruct wrong attitudes, wrong fortresses, wrong thoughts. And we need to construct with the word of God and the Holy Spirit's help, right thoughts, right fortresses, right attitudes that foster the fruit of the spirit uh, in our hearts and through us. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. Uh, those those uh, practical steps that you can take uh, to get healed. So let me just conclude with answering the question. You know, you may be out there and you may be thinking, Jeff, you know, why does this matter? Does it really matter? I mean, I'm not in adultery. I'm not committing murder. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, I, I, I yell at my friends or I yell at my brother or sister or I, I, I mistreat people sometimes or I'm cynical sometimes. Does it really matter? And I just want to, as your friend, as somebody who loves you, as somebody who is walking through a healing process right now, I want to tell you it matters. And I want to exhort you with all my heart Take the time, make the time. 
to get with the Holy Spirit and to get your heart healed up. He loves you. He is so gracious and powerful. He can liberate you from anything. I don't care if it was a it's been a pattern in your life for 40 years and it was a pattern in your parents and your grandparents before you and in all your brothers and sisters, you can be set free through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. Engage him in this process. Take the time. You know, the Bible makes a promise that when Jesus returns at the end of the age, and I personally believe that is coming soon. When Jesus returns, he's going to have a bride that is spotless and blameless and pure. And for that to happen, there is a sanctifying process he is taking us through to get our hearts free so that we're spotless and blameless and therefore capable of walking in the huge spiritual authority and power that he wants to give us to reign with Christ. And the Bible makes it clear. I just want to say this, you know, uh, Matthew 24 is one of these places that describes it uh, vividly that there will be a great shaking that is coming upon the earth and it's going to be persecution, but it's also going to be betrayal and things like this. And the Bible actually says in Matthew 24, Jesus said that because of this increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. And in Luke, you know, Jesus talks about this uh, same dynamic and he, he talks about people will be overcome by fear. They will be, um, uh, they will be uh, they, to try to escape the pain that they're in the rage and the anger that they're feeling in their hearts. Uh, they'll they'll be given over to drunkenness and all kinds of just fleshly, sinful, outward manifestations and and uh, bondages because and addictions because they're just trying to escape the pain. But you know what? It doesn't, and it only lead them to destruction. The Bible also says that there'll be a great falling away from the faith. There'll be many who are actually believers right now who will actually turn away from following Jesus. And, and I believe that one of the big reasons for that is because of the pressures uh, that are going to be happening in the earth, the, the betrayal, the sin, the frustration, the, the difficulties and the challenges, people are going to get bitter. And they're going to turn to sexual immorality and they're going to start betraying their brothers. And they're, and there's going to be awful things that happen the Bible talks about that is going to really test our hearts. But for those of us who take the time to go to the Lord and get our hearts healed of these things, um, God's going to use it to purify us and make us that bride who's prepared to rule with Jesus when he returns. Also in the last days preceding the return of the Lord, the Bible promises a great harvest. There is going to be a great harvest. Every nation, tribe, and tongue is going to hear the gospel, and there are going to be churches and passionate followers of Jesus um, uh, in every nation and people group in the entire earth. There is a great harvest and revival that's going to be happening. But those um, right now, I want to be one of the ones who doesn't fall away from the Lord and instead has my heart healed up so I can fully engage in the next opportunity and in the great harvest and the completion of the great commission. I know you want that same thing. And I know for a fact, God wants that for you. So I encourage you make the time to take care of your soul. And um, God is going to help you do that. So I just want to conclude uh, this podcast. I just want to pray uh, for you. And so father, I just come to you right now and I pray for myself. I pray for my children, I pray for my wife, I pray for my church, I pray for my brothers and sisters uh, throughout the, the five-state region and even in the nation, where they, wherever they hear this. And I ask right now, Holy Spirit, I just release grace over them 
and over their family, over their church, that you would come and you would identify uh, sins and wounds in their heart that uh, they have uh, allowed to build up that need to be healed. And I pray that you would walk them through the healing process of, of confessing their sins to you, of repenting of their sin, of being renewed in their mind, of uh, changing their attitudes, changing their thinking, changing their words and their behavior uh, to agree with the word of God so that they would be fully cleansed, fully healed, and that the body of Christ would be fully unified in our region, fully built up, mature in Christ so that we could reign with you, destroy the works of the devil, glorify Jesus, complete the great commission, and see the kingdom of God established in our five-state region. And I give you praise for fulfilling this prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. So thank you for listening to the podcast today. Uh, you can email me with your testimonies and feedback at fivestaterevival at gmail.com. That's the number five state revival at gmail.com and i encourage you to share this podcast with others you think it would uh, benefit and uh, check back in with us again for our next episode god bless you <laughs>